Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Trust in Messiah. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, and who, sir, in the classically red flannel are you? I am the producer. My name is Matt Duncan. Freddie, how are you doing today on this sunny, uh, slightly snowy day? Uh, I'm I'm doing great. You know, it's sunny. It's slightly snowy. That's cool with me. Yeah. Um, we got a uh, a good episode. Let me just do a, a quick descriptor here. If you if you're popping in, this is Confederacy of Dunks. We're a basketball podcast. Uh, you know, mostly Raptors, but uh, we kind of split NBA stuff. We Talk about a lot of a lot of good shit. Um, analysts, comedians, all types of personalities. If you're a hardcore basketball or Raptors fan, you're welcome here. And um, yeah, we got we got a great episode today, which I'll uh, I'll get to in just a sec. But um, two things, Maddie, please tell people you know if they want to find us, help us out, how they can do that. Mm-hmm. And also, we should chat a little bit about um, the the fun pod we guested on. Right? Yeah. Uh, I'll keep it real brief. Go to dunkspodcast.com, as I always say. You can also go to the sonarnetwork.com. As well, if you're looking for links, go to our Instagram and our Twitter. Uh, the link is in there in our descriptions for our podcatchers. That is really what's most important. So please subscribe and rate and whatever you can. That would be great. You know, we are Confederacy Dunks on Instagram. We're Dunks Podcast on uh, Twitter. And uh, that's pretty much it. We've got all, you know, the all different kinds of links for you to to branch out from there and get where you need to go. Damn right. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, thank you for anyone that does, you know, reach out and help us and reviews and all the good stuff. And, and Maddie, you're a pro covering all the... Loose ends there, so thank you, sir. Um, let's, uh, yeah. So, uh, just looking for the. I want to make sure I give the the proper the proper address. Do you do you know the the Instagram name, Maddie, of the pod that we did? Yeah, it's uh, all hustle no luck. All hustle no luck. Yeah. I, I, um. It was really fun. They're, they're, they're Raptors fans. They're NBA fans. They're sort of, you know, I should say, they were pretty honest, uh, like reluctant Raptors fans. They're, they're Toronto guys. But um, yeah, me and Maddie are both on there shooting the shit. Yeah. So make sure you follow them and, you know, support them. Like support your local podcaster. They're they're cool dudes. So uh, yeah, yeah. We had a lot yeah, of fun. It was a good time. Good chat talking um, the raps. Hell yeah. We're talking raps. We're, uh, I think me and you have definitely an optimistic tone in general. Yeah, uh, with the raps, we're, yeah. we're patient. We we. I definitely was very very optimistic. Yeah, I tried yeah. to keep that angle up. I was heavy on Fred. Uh, you know, I uh, I I mentioned championship hangover a bunch of times. So mm-hmm. I think that's my 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 term that I've coined. Championship. No, hangover. it's a good it's a good description. Like <laughs> a lot of people have championship hangover. Like yeah. if you know the the Kawhi bounce is uh it's a hard place to come back from right and mm-hmm. if you don't get that every year it's difficult yeah um yeah but uh yeah we got a fun episode today 
uh, Dylan Gott and Stephen Mann. Uh, Stephen Mann, you know, if you audition for anything in the city, you know him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he, he's an awesome, funny dude. We talk about NFTs. We talk about, um, you know, the Raptors, uh, you know, our, our rotation, what we should do at the deadline. There's a whole zone thing. And uh, we also talk about, like, the best role players in the league. Um, so it, it's pretty fun. And uh, Dylan, you know, who's, who's been on the pod uh, a bunch of times, he's safe for anyone who's wondering. Uh, safe, yeah. <laughs> a little deep cut there. One time Dylan got in trouble in the pod, but uh, everything's okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, with that, I think we're, we're kind of good to launch in. So let me just say, as I usually do, uh, Black Lives Matter, Stop Asian Hate, defund the police and uh, email your city councilors uh, lots going on right now get involved and make sure that you are heard you're a constituent email your mpps too whoever you got a problem with get in there um cool and i think uh with that maddie if you if you feel like we're good to go please just give me those sweet and delicious words okay okay All right, let's fire this baby up. Uh, I have two amazing guests. I think uh, it's been a while since either has been on. Um, let's uh, let's let's bring on the the, the one that's uh, it's been the longest. I miss him. He's amazing. Uh, you know, if you audition for anything in the city, you know him. Uh, you probably know his mom as well. Uh, if you audition for things at a certain time, oh yeah, she's amazing. She's a legend. But um, yeah, hardcore basketball fan, funny dude. Just like, you know, wicked at fundraisers, just like crazy multi-talented. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Steven Mann. Thank you, Freddie. Thank you, buddy. So nice to see you. Good to see you too, buddy. Uh, I'm happy you're back, man. Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, all right, let's uh, let's keep this baby rolling. Let's uh, bring in guest number two. Yeah, he. Uh, we went through a journey with this guy. He's hilarious. Um, at one <laughs> point... He was doing a pod on the job uh, and uh, it looked like he disappeared and, and people were, were worried about his safety. That's all over and done with. But uh, yeah, he, you know, he's got a lot going on. He'll tell you about his albums. Hilarious, dude. Give it, a, give it up as, uh, as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Dylan Gott. Yeah. Right there, buddy. Be fucking there. Yeah, That's man. what I'm fucking talking about. I fucking, I fucking shit all the time or whatever. Thank you very much for having me. I can't wait to talk about NFTs and uh, <laughs> all my NFTs. I've just looked up some of my favorite NBA moments. It's going to be good. Well, yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be a hit segment. Um, <laughs> hit but, seg, uh, new seg, new seg. Um, let's uh, let's fire this baby up. Let's start talking about Raptors. A lot going on. Uh, Maddie, good sir. I know you're there. Don't need to do the whole existential dance. Give me your your weirdest. <laughs> Aaron Baines, the <laughs> Raptors sting. Huge moment for me when that track ends. Um, okay, let's just dive right into it. Uh, I'm going to go to you first, Stephen. Um, yeah, what did Dylan on this one? This this one's a more of a technical question. I don't okay. know what Dylan has to say. Fair enough. Yeah, we'll throw it to Dylan first. Um, yeah. 
Just well, backed out of that one. That's solid. Yeah, totally. you know, some, you got to parachute out sometimes. That's, you know, the funny totally. thing was, I was thinking about this question, and then I listened to all these. I don't know if anyone's familiar with like Thinking Basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're like a Great channel follow. I watch. And then what I did was I thought about it for a second and realized I have never played basketball beyond grade eight, really, on a team. Sure. So I realized I have no fucking idea what these people are talking about. Yeah. He's just like, look at what Jokic does to draw the defense. And I was like, if I ever just didn't pass it to the guy, and when I played basketball, if I passed it to the guy, not only did I make eye contact, but I yelled like, it's going to you. So what would they do to break the zone? Get better shooters. They have some great shooters, but they're all streaky. I mean, go back in time, maybe teach Pascal to play basketball earlier, but also somehow keep him a secret from everyone else. Uh, they, yeah, I mean, very, very fair. So the question is, let me yeah. just get it out. The question is, uh, the Raptors have hit the halfway mark of the season. Yes. And like, you know, what I kind of want to touch on here, forget about the high tech like X's and O's. Right. And like, you know, go listen to Samson Folk from Raptors Republic. He'll give you like really intricate, good breakdowns. What I want to know is like general feel, because you hear the sentiment like we need a center, we need a center. Or, yeah. or we need a backup scorer or like whatever. And I think, you know, between the Washington game and between uh, this last game we had against Portland, you're starting to see people are daring Scotty to shoot. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're starting to press the Raptors. They're starting to be like, all right, Precious, shoot a three. Scotty, shoot a three. Honestly, Pascal, you shoot a three too. So I feel like this zone thing, you know, forget, yeah, forget about the elaborate kind of like, you know, play drawing stuff. Just right. in general – what do you think this team needs to kind of like click more and not be such an easy solve, assuming that, you know, down the line, more and more teams are going to throw zones at us? Look, I've been saying from the jump, and I mean, ever since I suffered, I called it a BTSD, Bane Stress Disorder. Um, <laughs> that. Like, that's been like I, our problem is is the five. Like I thought that getting Trent Jr., I love that deal. I think he's I, I said we're going to be successful if he can get, you know, 15 and a half points a game. I envisioned him as a, a an incredible sixth man. I, you know, his stats are better this year, especially defensively with steals. But I liked him as a sixth man. I liked him coming off the bench. I think Birch is a was a nice pickup. Like we went from Baines to Gillespie, right? And then we had and then we brought Birch in. Birch is a nice guy for like sixteen to twenty two a game situational. Mm-hmm. I feel we need a big. I even private message you all the time, Freddie, and that's where my, my head is at. We need I love it. We need a big. We need a like there's so many out there that are available, like Bagley. We talked a lot about Bomba. We talked, I mean, there's just so many. I think that's the problem is that uh, like defensive rebounds, not offensive rebounds, but defensive rebounds. Yeah, yeah I many, mean, you know, sorry. If you, if, I just want to say, yeah, if like a, a big way to bust the zone in general, right, is you have someone who can is fire from mid range hitting some threes or yeah, a big man that kind of like can bully his way around like, like a Jonas, for instance, you know, potentially is a really big zone buster. I think we're seeing you throw to precious in the middle. Not only can he not really do anything, he also doesn't know where to pass. So it's like, it's kind of just a, it's, it's a big mess. Um, yeah. Dylan, yeah. Ch- chime in here. And yeah, and don't worry about the, the, you know, elaborate axes and those, cause that, that center answer is sort of what I'm looking for. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be saying a lot of things I've seen on 2K. So how about <laughs> this? That. One, three zone. Two, sure. three zone. So, um, <laughs> I, the, the weird thing about the Raptors, and I think this is all. This is a weird thing where it's like they have so many really good basketball players who would be an amazing 
and I mean complimentary and I don't mean it to is like a loaded word like that means mm-hmm. they're bad but so many complimentary championship players who would be complimentary on a championship team mm-hmm. main players on a 50 win team but complimentary championship players but and then uh, other than those complimentary championship players we have guys like Scotty Barnes guys like Precious who are just starting out so it's kind of like at least to the whole point where Early in the year, there was a lot of pressure on this, but like I know we're not supposed to talk about trades, but are you doing the two-track Spurs build? Because then your solution is just, yeah, Scotty Barnes has to learn how to shoot, and so does Precious, and mm-hmm. there's better way to learn how to shoot than like against the zone that the Magic throw at you yeah. in January. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like there's no yeah. real more low-risk thing, and it's really, I mean, the weird the smartest thing for them to do is just let see if this works out with isn't Precious Achua in his second year in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Scotty Barnes is in his first year. Weirdly. I think most of the pressure for this team comes next year. One of the weirdest decisions is if Scotty Barnes is like, gets that much better in his second year, then you go, okay, we keep Fred and Pascal and try and make this work. But if Scotty Barnes kind of regresses, like some people do in their second year, then you're looking at, do we trade these guys while they're in their like three, four year prime and get a bunch of like, how much could you get off a team that's so desperate to win this year? You know, like not that these people like uh, the Lakers are an example, I guess they don't have assets, but like a team like the Lakers who are like, we need to win this year right now. How much could you get for Fred by himself? Right. Okay. Let's, let's, I mean, we're going there anyways. Let's just transition to trades. It's, it's like, I feel like it's always, you're holding the barn doors. Yeah. People are just like, what's your question? Trades. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, trades are the most fun thing to talk about because, like, other than it's like, hey, watch Scotty Barnes get gradually better. Well, and, and, like, and what, what kind I, of answer I, is I that? I just want to throw in, um, I do feel like a classic Maasai thing before we jump into trade stuff is that, Raptors fans like he's just more patient than everybody so he's willing to train people how to shoot and you know kind of like not shore up the center position because he's he's waiting and figuring things out I do think I I will say I feel like there isn't a perfect organic solve like you kind of hit it like it's like waiting for Svee to be more efficient and less of a chucker relying on Malachi more waiting on Banton to shoot looks like Champagne kind of can shoot but I don't know if that's for real but let's yeah let's let's jump to trades um unless you had something else uh, about the zone um Steven no no I, I mean listen I read I read about the trades every day I'm like on hoops hype and uh hoops yeah, rumors and and bleacher report and the athletic and the problem with the Raptors is outside of the obvious tragic expiring contract we really don't have the assets right now we haven't developed yeah the bench, the assets, like outside of our core, like would I move Siakam? It would be tough the way he's playing right now. But yeah, I would for a center. I would do anything for a center, to be quite honest. But we just don't have, like after our core starters, who has value? Precious is upside. He's young, right? Okay, cool. Uh, Banton, they're all young. Champagne, they've destroyed Flynn's value. I mean, two years ago, we were we were riding on this guy. And, thinking, mm-hmm. like, and then when Kyle got hurt and he was getting minutes when we were in the bubble, the kid could play a little bit like he was starting to develop. He's been shattered. Like there's no value there other than his contract. Totally. We don't have the assets. We just don't. I think we have to ride it out and do the best we can this year with the current roster. I mean, there are players like I said, Bagley, there, there are other like we're not going to hit a, like a winner on the at the center spot without trading our core. And I think the whole yeah, I guess it's the novelty of having all these lanky 
you know, wingspan dudes playing up front. I mean, this is what they're talking about. Now, I like it, to be honest. I really do. But... I but then if you get but if you get Marvin Bagley, then you get Marvin Bagley's dad, who's like, yeah, Fred's Fred scores 40 in the fourth quarter. And he's like, my son could have had some of those touches. You know, explain to me why Bagley? basketball isn't when my son touches the ball, we get points. I love my son, which I understand, like whatever. But <laughs> you're like, shit, I just had a kid. I'm getting emotional. Um, <laughs> it is. You you cry. We're, I watched wrestling. I almost cried. I just I, so proud my son's a wrestler, and I'm like, I'm proud of you too, man. <laughs> there, there are so many teams that like are about to make a, a big move potentially, and some of them it, it's sort of head scratching. Like a couple of years ago, Detroit, they lost Wood. They just let Wood walk, right? And they're talking mm-hmm. about Wood, you know, being moved. Um, they bring in Jeremy Grant, okay, on a big contract. They're gonna about to let him walk. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of players that are are signing big contracts or have signed in the off season. They aren't really given the opportunity. They're really cutting bait a lot sooner now than they did in the past. That's that's a great point, and I feel like the Raptors have sort of, I can't see you know, that. transition into this. Like, uh, I think you know, uh, Dylan already touched on it. Like, we're sort of Spursian, and that we kind of are. We don't really. We don't cut bait on an asset real quick. Like I think you know the Sacramento's, the Detroit's, uh, you know all, all these places are just they're they're panic franchises. Like they've been scrambling for such a long time. New York, I'd throw in that category of just constantly panicking and not being able to stick to like not being able to learn anything, you know, and just yeah. moving like, pieces around the board. Like I think as Raptors fans, we've been through the Brian Colangelo era. Like we've yeah. been through an era where a guy just wants to make moves, and I think that you got to make the right moves and you know steven you're you're bang on i think we sort of have to ride this out i'll so. split the difference and say that i feel like i know boucher's come on as of late but i don't think he's part of the long-term plan i don't either. so some kind of combination of dragic boucher flynn maybe you attach a pick i don't know but i well, do you have think to take that- a pick and you have to take a bad contract because none of those guys i mean boucher's got some value but nobody else really has any value. I mean, realistically, statistically, career-wise, none of these guys, like Malachi's value is zero. Zero. So you you kind of hit on something, and I want to throw this to to uh, Dylan, but I've been thinking about this a lot, and isn't this Raptors team actually kind of in a perfect position to take on a not great contract if it adds value to the team? We need Boogie. That's yeah. it. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Are, you, are, are you team Boogie or what? I, mean, I love. You know, he's easy. To, he's like getting the minimum. He's like should be an easy grab. Well, this is one of the things where it's like you. you once again, I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, what were you thinking? <laughs> no, it's just you have to basically decide. And of course, this is a podcast, so we you don't we don't have to decide. But you decide what kind of organization you're going to be. Are you going to be the organization where like. You show up to work every day. And this is the real risk of being an organization like that because everyone talks about the Spurs. But um, I did, during the first lockdown, I had so much time on my hands. I did a podcast where I was just looking back at like shitty teams and why they were shitty. And the Detroit Lions have only hired like three general managers in the history of their franchise because the Ford family is so loyal that they will just keep these dudes in until they retire. And that's the bad side of being obviously an organization like that. The good side is you get people like Masai and you get homegrown talent, which he's proved he can do. But then you get like, obviously part of that organization has already been 
uh, ripped out because like mid season, we lost our assistant coach last year to the Timberwolves and the first time that's ever happened. So the NBA is like a different place now. And I think there is more of an emphasis on trades because free agency is like dead for top end free agents. Now, like the Kawhi trade, oddly is the first. And also I think if we're making a trade now to improve a team, that's 500, like who cares? Like it's sort of crazy. Like Um, let maybe Danilo Banton in three years, becomes this guy who's like not you know great but worth he's like a great seventh man and we can trade him because he's overvalued kind of like robert covington like robert covington is one of those over covington is a solid player how many first round picks has he been traded for though and what what might those first round picks turn into you know what i mean like does robert does having a player like robert covington help the toronto raptors right no. So you just ship him out for a first round pick who could become nothing. Like you could end up with Bruno or you could end up with Siakam. Right. Cause that's what we do. We trust our developmental thing. So I think if we're, if we're doing a trade, just like someone's playing good. Boucher has a couple good months, trade him to whoever for, for whatever. Like that's, I'm pretty sure the of... Lakers would give you genie bus for something now. Like they'd be like, we don't have any assets, but do you just yeah, like, nothing. do you want Jack Nicholson? So let me ask you, can you, have do you have it. Do you touch this core? So, like, are you going to touch the core? I, like, for anybody, like, if you could make a deal with the core, are you are you moving anybody? Of Siakam, so, Fred? No, because I think you yeah. need to learn how. To, I mean, I mean, exactly. Like, <laughs> like me, like, who's I know this from two K, but you need to like. I, I do think there's some like old school mentality that is justified, where like, unless you're going to like build the team from the ground up again and tr- like <gasps> somehow trade everybody except for like Scotty Barnes then you want guys who know how to win and take basketball seriously. So that'll rub off. Even if, even if we're like a fi- just above 500 team for the next four years, and then we have to ship Fred off or shed Fred becomes a bad contract that we just want to be loyal. So we pay him a bunch of money on the back end of his career because mm-hmm. like a guy like Fred age is bad. Like a dude who's six feet tall and like, well, when you play him 42 minutes a game, it's not mm-hmm. yeah. help. Right. Yeah, so so uh, I'll jump in and say, you know, I'm going to uh, just add to Dylan. Like, I don't trade the core, not because I'm so in love. And by the way, the core for me is is Gary, Scotty, OG, Fred, and Pascal. No one else is really a part of the core. I understand Precious is young. But, like, those five guys yeah. are all on, you know, maybe not Siakam. I'll put him aside for a second. The rest of them are overperforming the hell out of their contracts. Um, they're very tradable and you want that. And I think the reason I don't is because you don't know enough about it. You don't know what Scotty needs. And very early on, you're seeing that Scotty and Pascal play fantastic together. So that convolutes the whole trade Pascal for the sake of Scotty argument. And again, you know, just jumping off Dylan, Fred and Pascal, you're not going to need to really like the, the hard decisions are coming in like two or three years. Like, do you pay Fred in his thirties or do mm-hmm. you say, Hey, no, it's Scotty's team now. You know, I don't think that decisions made right now. And I I'm yeah, Dylan, I'm just kind of jumping on your point. I feel like you you trade Boucher, see what we can get for Flynn. It's yeah. sort of, I think we're all kind of in this camp. So on what level of player do you think w- would yield? Like if you package a Boucher with Flynn and a first round pick and you're willing to take back obviously matching salaries and pot- potentially additional salaries. Like what type of caliber of player does that get you? I don't, I don't see very much there. 
Yeah, I don't think it's a lot to be honest. That's our, that's our best package without without messing with the core, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know if somebody's interested in Svi or Banton or I'll take a long whatever. shot that's undervalued. I guess, like you mentioned, Mobamba, Steve. It's like I, I love Mobamba, Mobamba. Yeah. but it's like how you go to a team that's like flush with big men. Maybe one of them works out. If they don't, who cares? We get in the lottery. I heard. I was just watching a highlight uh, earlier today, and it was the Cavs Knicks. And I heard the Cavs announcer say, Ed Davis, like, what a great, like, backup. And I'm like, do the Cavs have 45 centers? Dude, can the we Cavs have don't one? have a wing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, can we have do one not have a wing. Cavs center? Like, I'd do with that. Oh, the, the, Cavs. the Cavs are starting Laurie Markin as their small forward. Yeah. And they're playing great because they have Evan Mobley, who's like, obviously just changes the game. If you have a, if you have a dude who's seven feet tall who can guard one through five, that'll, that'll change everything. Listen, when they get Sexton back, honestly, and they've got some assets on their bench too. I mean, Mobley's been phenomenal. I mean, probably the rookie of the year so far with Barnes, I would say close second. I, I love Giddy as third, but um, it's Jared Allen. Jared Allen has just been all world. And like, you know, Brooklyn cut bait on him. I mean, Jesus, he's fabulous. He's fabulous. Oh, dude. And then when you have Evan Mobley, where it's like you have almost two layers of rim protection, you, right. you literally have like the... 2020 version the 20s version of like the so twin towers like you have why, why why does mobley and, and and jared allen work so well and they were struggling so much with sabonis and turner having two bigs playing up front uh defense the, mobley's like and this is like i haven't watched a fair amount of Cavs basketball but like like the nerds i listen to it's yeah. defense and evan mobley's like evan mobley and scotty barnes got both of them on the team you would literally have a top five defense this year and they're both yeah. three years old like they would be right. most people were thinking barnes was a reach because of his shooting um mm -hmm. whereas evan mobley is like don't care about the shooting you basically just drafted scotty barnes but he's even bigger yeah like, yeah Mo mobley looks very special and he definitely looks yeah. like the type so of you know, you don't want to say like Tim Duncan or whatever, but he looks like the type of guy who can fit in any team. And he's like immediately just doesn't even look like a rookie. Well, just um, talking no. about our core, which we were talking about and the whole thing, I think the whole game is don't trade the core. These dudes, obviously, there's a fair amount of ego that goes with playing basketball full stop. But it's like um, you just will. One of these guys will move down if we get someone good enough. Like, does anyone think that like Fred would just if we're team is good enough wouldn't just be like i guess i'll just go back to being the sixth man that plays 30 minutes a game i think this team actually needs vets i think we're the youngest team in the nba i think like i'm not sure like how exactly it would affect us or like you know i've heard some terrence ross eric gordon like kind of just like bring in another person that can shoot the ball and make sure yeah. a guy like Sfee is like listen you're only playing i mean terrence ross injured. would be amazing Terrence Ross would be great. That's something and you for sure you want to. We he left a boy. Now he comes back a man. This is some real hometown shit. That's great. There you go. I like that. Um, okay, let's uh, let's let's talk NFT because we're we're, we're going to go there. But um, finally, before we do, Maddie, yeah. good sir, give me your most delicious Adam Silver, foghorn sounding NBA sting. This is Adam Silver. <laughs> you need the horn, baby. Okay, um, we're gonna we're gonna dive into NFTs and some of our ideas for NFTs. But first, 
you know, we haven't yeah. talked about it a lot in the pod, so I'm just going to throw to uh, to Stephen Mann here and just give us like a little top shot tour. Yeah. And, you know, okay. for people who don't know. Really quickly, because I don't know shit about it. Uh, other than I've invested a lot of money and I got into it and it's become very addictive. It is. These are <laughs> obviously curated, minted moments. Some of them are minted. NFTs are non non what the fuck does it even mean fungible, fungible tokens. tokens yeah non-refundable tokens and um i found out about top shot and they also do it for the nfl and they also do it for uh they just launched ufc um if you go to topshot.com you can register your own account and just start i started really small like i didn't really know what it was or what an nft was and then i learned that it's all about the serial number and which um uh series it's been launched in and how many are minted and if it's a rookie debut like i bought a scotty barn moment uh i bought it for 699 dollars which is insane wow. a video what, what moment was it uh the scotty barnes was hold on i'll even look right now but so it's made 500 dollars. like it, you can make some serious money like if you're into nfts a lot of people are into crypto and nfts i'm not i don't know that much about it other than i love basketball I started an account and then I started to spend some money because there are sites. One is called Live Token. One is called Moment Ranks, where it syncs your account. You can see your daily rise and fall statistically on, on the moments. I have a buddy that sold a $25,000 LeBron moment. Um, I've got my account is made about in total about 14 grand and I put about 20 into it, which is insane. I know that sounds like a lot of money, but I've made some decent sales. Like my most valuable. That's fucking account. crazy. It's fucking crazy, this Dylan. This is awesome. I just yelled at my wife for getting slippers that were twenty dollars. We don't yeah, have that I goddamn know. body for this. What do you want to put know, me in? What do you want to live? I'm living in an outhouse now. I live in the sewers. If you're a basketball fan, though, it really is a lot of fun, and it can become quite addictive. Just obviously spend within your means and build slow. Like, or challenges, like you got to check it out. It's really cool. I'm not the the, the nut all on NFTs. This is my first experience with it. But I'm loving it, and I love the moments and some of the, like, I bought. I'm trying to get all the rookies, because this has been one of the best rookie classes I can remember. Like this year, the rookies are, like, six deep as far as potential. Now you got guys coming out now, the, the kid in uh, Chicago uh, who's been playing the guard, that young kid. I forget his name. Begins Kobe with o. White? No, not White. Uh, and the, the other kid. I mean, there's just a lot of rookies. There's, You know, you got Wagner, you got Barnes, you got Cade, you got Mobley, you got giddy you've got um oh there's so many good rookies there's so many so i try to get as many as i can but it's called topshot.com you know check it out like it's a lot of fun i don't know really how to do it but i just want to is it is it ao Dosunmu? yes yeah because he's like been blowing kid. up this week right he's been blowing up but like there was so many good rookies this year holy shit and you know what else is kind of screwed if you look at um I said screw, but I could say fuck. We're allowed to swear. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. OKC's fuck. roster. The amount of talent that OKC has, the amount of draft picks they have, the amount of talent. Like, they just let Moses Brown slip away in the offseason. Mm -hmm. You know, last year they had Theo Meldon, whatever his name is. He was running the point. They've got so many. There's so many good young teams. And they're a team that has, like, what, 50 picks? 50 first-round picks in the next fucking two years? Just endless Something picks. insane. Like, if Masai had that, Jesus, we'd, we'd be, we'd be a, a dynasty. We would be a dynasty. Oh, yeah. But I mean, you know, part of the whole Presty thing is like he's starting to do the asset hoarding, which we yeah. saw with Danny Ainge. People, when they know you have 
like 200 picks, right. the, the conversation changes. People are like, um, can I have uh, 10 first round picks for uh, DeLon Wright? And, you know, that's kind of the deal. But what, what is our pick situation now? We've got one first rounder, right? Yeah, I think we sort of, to my knowledge, we sort of kind of just have our own picks. Like, I don't right. think we have a lot of extra picks and I don't, we, we certainly haven't, like, we haven't traded any future picks away. Um, right. Okay, so Matt, I want you to come in here uh, and uh, let's let's get a bit creative with NFTs here. So I guess let's all let's all aim to pick a moment that perhaps in would grow over time, right? That's the goal here. So, uh, Dylan, I, I want to throw to you first. What's your mm. what's your NFT moment? What's the significance? Why is it going to shoot up the, uh, you know, like its value? Okay, Reggie Evans tugging on Chris Kamen's balls. That's what <laughs> That's I want to own. One. And I want to own it because, uh, and then I'll also own the post, uh, the post game interview where the reporter asked, why did you, why did you flip out at him? And then Chris came and said, he grabbed my fucking balls. (laughs) (laughs) Reggie Evans. I've been trying to get a Reggie Evans Jersey. The only thing that'll happen is I see all these sport check jerseys and they're all like, uh, old Kemba Walker Celtics jerseys trying to get Mm -hmm. rid of them. And I'm like, holy fuck. Why the fuck is Sportcheck selling an Antoine Walker jersey? And then I was like, oh, they wore the exact same number and they have the exact same name. So hopefully the Raptors have a number 30 named Evans they draft who's really good. So I can in some way own a Reggie Evans jersey other than buying a blank Raptors jersey and telling someone here, please. But yeah, I mean, I'll probably do all the ball grabbing and ball hitting in the NBA. That's probably the the Sam Mitchell punching collection. Yeah. Oh, 100%. The ball collection? You, you want. You want anything with that has testicles? Anything. Yeah. I'll probably try and get some of, like, just pictures of NBA players' dicks that women have taken yeah, yeah. on one-night stands. Sure, I'll sure. own those. Yeah. Um, okay, this is a good time to move on. Uh, Maddie, no, it's um, not. <laughs> who's your, uh, what's your NFT, like, what's your, it's going to grow over time pick? Um. Well, so I've been experimenting with this website that, you type a sentence into it and then AI creates this artwork for you. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'm just going to share a couple with you here. Sure. Uh, this one's pretty easy. I think you'll get what it is. Uh, let's see. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. dope. Okay. Nick Nurse. Nurse's like so a- face on fire, I think. Or Okay. So Nick Nurse setting a guitar on fire. Looks right. like the good. guitar and him are fire. Yeah, like that one's that one's looking pretty good. But I've got a couple uh, more weird ones. Now they're not exactly sports related. I've got another one that is. I actually did a, a LeBron one. If you would like to check that out too, um, sure, please. <laughs> I certainly didn't make any. Um, <laughs> well, again, I'm using this AI site. Uh, so this one here is LeBron. Uh, Okay, here it comes. Is it LeBron blaming Russell Westbrook for something? No. Oh, there you go. Oh, Taco <laughs> Tuesday. This is LeBron. good. Okay, so that's LeBron. So, yeah, make sure to check out the YouTube feed for this if you're listening to the podcast. You can probably sell that for like $7 million. Like, a kid will buy that if there's only one of them. <laughs> if there's only one, get in there. Um, I'll show you one more. Now, this one isn't basketball related, but I'm very proud of it. I think it it uh, says something about a certain time in, uh, <laughs> in uh, politics. Um, here, let me just do one more slide. Uh, oh let me see if you guys can guess what this is. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's Dan good. Arden and Hillary Clinton eating seaweed. <laughs> oh, that's close. Yeah. That's close. That is. That's close. That's Monica Lewinsky and Hillary Clinton sharing spaghetti. 
Oh, I thought that was Donald Trump making yeah, fun of Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah, that works I, too. I thought it was Donald Trump like staring at the sun. That's <laughs> good because it could be anything. I like that, Matt. Congratulations. Good. Yeah, good I like stuff, that Matt. too. Yeah. True art. So if you guys are bored later and you want to go to this website, it is hypnogram.xyz. You can type whatever you want into it and it makes art. It's uh, pretty fun. Wow, a lot yeah. of promo for this website, eh, Maddie? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, uh, man, you're the you're the expert. Uh, I don't know if you want me to go first. I'll go with it down, I would do. I would do. Give it to me. A couple quick, because in Top Shot, they're all like live action moments. They're kind of like right. highlights, right? Mine's a live action moment. Okay, so I think the first one, the most memorable, one of the most memorable basketball experiences I ever had was Game Seven against Brooklyn when Kyle got blocked. I was at that game with my eldest son, and I remember heartbreaking heartbreaking i, I would make that moment because i would want to i always remember that because after that things really started to change that season things started to change yes that was the season um, that was the rudy gay trip. I'll, I'll never forget like you know taking an, a cab home with my son like literally crying at home i could not believe how close we were so there's that one and then for fun i would probably do anything with jeff van gundy grabbing people's legs i, I always found oh my god fun. yes jeff van gundy like that i love jeff van i was a big nick fan back then too especially before the raptors so yeah okay mine um i i like i like weird stuff and i like you know when someone's just like mentally defeated so i'm going for the pat bev push of chris paul Whoa. right in the back it's yeah. just like to me it's one of the ultimate loser yeah. moments like yeah. you just you have nothing left you're just you know, I, I mean, I'm sure he's not like a horrible person or whatever, but you know, that, that was a moment. And, and the way Chris Paul just laughed, he didn't even yeah. look back. Yeah. He was just like, I win. I've defeated you mentally. You're done. Yeah. So that moment. And then I always got a shout out. Uh, this is a, this is an Alamo dome moment. Uh, my boy, Manu Ginobili, there was a bat in the arena and he smacked it to death. So, <laughs> yeah. you never seen that you got yeah. it. it's a bat flying that. around he right. hits it and then he has to get a tetanus shot like they had to right. bring him out of the game right. um Crazy. there's also a weird dirk one where he i forget who he's playing against but he tries to do like a, a you know like when you bring your elbows through and he actually gets the guy's teeth stuck in his elbow jeez I forget who it was, but it was like, and they zoomed in on the teeth and the elbow. It was weird. It was Crazy. gross too. Crazy. Um, okay, I think that's pretty like a nightmare. One, hold on, one more. Sure. Do you think could I buy NFTs of like when Dirk and Steve Nash used to get so drunk that neither of them could see? Can I buy those? Uh, please. I haven't seen them. But uh, you could make one. You can get Maddie to make one. Yeah, get that <laughs> website on it. <laughs> get that website. <laughs> yeah. Nash, Nowitzki. Things of Reggie drunk. Evans grabbing Chris Kamen's balls. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the balls will be the only thing in the photo for some reason. That website really highlights the third thing. Yeah. You yeah. put the two people in and then they're like, the two people we don't worry about. But the third you gotta thing. You got to figure out what to emphasize. It'll just be a big sack with like Reggie Evans near it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, let's finish this baby off. Uh, Dylan, I actually want to stick with you. Um, you know, if you have more than one, that's okay. But I think this is a fun question. Who is the best role player in the NBA? I'm kind of curious what we all think a role player is, too. I think the best role player is Bruce Brown on the Nets. He really makes 
that whole thing happen. The fact that he's a like what six is he six four six five and he basically functionally for the last couple of years has played center mm-hmm. on a team with just like KD who's like on the court responding to trolls. James Harden is just figured out like he's probably just on Pornhub on his phone on the bench. Yeah, and then like Kyrie just outside the stadium handing out pamphlets and Bruce Brown's just like. I'm not even going to get the rebound. I'm going to box someone else out so you can get the rebound, James, because, you know, you don't want to run up the court. You just want to, like, jog up the court nicely, which yeah. – and you need, like, players like that. You need players like uh, – I don't know. I'm just throwing a name out there, obviously, because he was one of the guys who was the best branded players in the NBA at the time, like guys like Birdman who will just, like, right. hey, we have a ton of star power on this team someone needs to step up and it's really what's like what the Lakers don't have. But yeah, Bruce Brown. And that's another guy that Detroit pissed away too, right? Yeah, Bruce Brown. Oh, and also I think contract plays into that as well because I think that's part of it because if you get a guy who's 10 mil um, and a role player on, yeah, if he's 10 mil, then like that's great. He's a great player still, but he doesn't help the team as much as a guy who's like on a $5 million deal. Right. Yeah. He's not like found money or anything like that. Exactly. Um, Like guys like that are, especially if you get them on like a three, four year deal. Like, mm -hmm. like I don't think Lou Dort is that anymore, nor he he would be one of the best role players in the league. If OKC tried to play basketball games like they wanted to win. Right. Yeah. OKC is a weird, weird, perpetually like haven't made up their mind what they're going to do. Hashtag free Shay. Um, yeah, because they could have one of the best backcourts in the league. Oh, I think God, people yeah, forget that. If they crazy. just kept Chris Paul. Okay, like, so that segues into my into my my answer. Okay. So my answer would have been I would have said there are a lot of guys that don't play the minutes that are that are situational players, but I'm going with Chris Paul. And I'm going with Chris hmm. Paul because Whoa. I've always been a fan of Chris Paul. Take what I out. saw him do in Oklahoma when he was traded to a small market team and his value wasn't diminished. And he gave it everything he had and he busted his ass and he didn't complain and there was no bullshit. And then he gets to Phoenix and look what he did to Phoenix. I mean, he's just a floor general. I just yeah. feel that anytime a, a superstar is traded to a shitty market team that's not making the playoffs and actually tries to lead by example, to me, is the best kind of kind of leader and captain you can have. Yeah, he's amazing. I mean, like, I, I guess I, I never think of him as a role player because he's so good. But, no, but um, the role really came with like I was super impressed with Oklahoma because you know yeah uh, he, yeah that's a terrible situation to be in. Well, it's dope that he basically it was like James Harden ships this man out, and then he comes back in Oklahoma City, yeah. and they trade him for Russ, who now Russ is just getting traded, which sucks because I love Russell Westbrook, but he's just getting traded around the league like whatever. But like he also destroyed the Rockets. He destroyed that era. Yeah. It was kind of like you. All right, you thought you were gonna get better without me. Like you just right. you fucked up. Yeah, wasn't so it much. Russ and it was like four? They were Chris Paul and picks for Russ. Something like that. I don't. Uh, I was sorry. I'm trying to think of that Houston. But it was like they were like, we'll attach some picks. We just want Russ back, which is right. fucking crazy. Like you didn't let this dude do anything but play D and shoot corner threes, and you're like, well. He's not that good. And it's like, well, you fucking have Chris Paul and you won't let him have the ball. That was so oh, yeah. No, no, no. Here it is. And that rocket thing was James Harden, you know, and and uh, CP3 didn't like each other. And James Harden was like, I want, him, I want him gone. So that, that kind Oklahoma of. Oklahoma like, got four first round picks. They got first round picks four. in 2024, 
2026, pick swaps in 2021 and 2025. Sam Presti must have like picked up the phone and oh, been like, one second. Fuck <laughs> Just was like, yes, yes, please. What like, okay, that's my, cr- crazy. Guys, sorry. No, no, it's all good. My, my role players is like, I, I thought, I wasn't sure where you guys were going to go. So I just, I threw a couple out there. PJ Tucker. I think yeah. is just like like we're like a sort of ultimate role player for me right now. Um, no stats, no stats. Uh, Danny Green, I think, is a guy that like just you know could be the fifth or sixth or seventh best player on your team, and he just kind of brings this like winning energy. And um, I also want to kind of shout out like the the combination of Blake Griffin and Lamarcus Aldridge. I just feel like they're both sort of formerly like superstars that are mm-hmm. kind of like they're still they're still useful guys isn't blake griffin unplayable now like they well, stopped he, playing him actively. they stopped playing him but he was good last year i thought um so we're talking about so, this year freddie you know what fair and actually I, I just want to jump on your laker thing it is hilarious to me that the lakers are filled with like what should be role players and like oh. no one's yeah it's not working dude apparently carmelo's like i don't watch a lot of lakers obviously but like Apparently Carmelo is like the best player on that team for what he's like, other than LeBron, it's like of what's expected of him. Carmelo is playing great. Like he's trying to play defense. He's playing better, but the, the, the press and everybody in, in LA outside of the obvious, they're all talking about Stanley Johnson and Malik Monk. Like those are the two players that are really starting to step up for them, but they're screwed. I mean, yeah, Westbrook man. can't hit a shot. I mean, come on. They're giving up anything like they gave up the core of that team for Westbrook and I know what they're th- saying it's like they the Lakers thought that they had one guy on the way out and then this rising star and it turns out they have which I don't know how they didn't look up AD's injury history but they have two guys who are going to be injured all the time right and they've like, also let a lot of talent go I mean imagine how good they look right now with Lonzo Ball with Brandon Ingram oh yeah with Randall with Kyle Kuzma um, and so on and so on and so on. Yeah, speaking of role players, a lot of the guys they let go are, are doing really well. I guess I don't know, man. I don't think you can undo that. They they want a title on that AD trade. I That's know. true. But yeah, like I, the fact that they wouldn't the fact the crazy fact, obviously they won the title, so you can't criticize it, whatever. But the crazy fact that they were like, No, we won't let go of Kuzma. Yes, we'll let go of Alonzo is pretty it's pretty fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Like it's like Lonzo is like, Yeah, you, you attach these different expectations to him. Mm-hmm. Overall, but he's what he's like the ultimate role player. He's great at D. He can uh, push the ball up court in the break, and he shoots threes in the half court. Like that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. I think uh, I think I got to call it there. Ooh. Um, but we just, uh, quickly, just predictions. Raptors are obviously going to get in the t- get into the play in tournament. Where do we see them going? I I think we're sixty. So I think we're above the play in tournament. Whoa. Um. I I think at I think one of Charlotte, Cleveland, Chicago drops. Um, probably not Chicago, but I think uh, oh, God, that's no. that's sort of where I am. But I, I think you know that, that that's kind of I've, I've been calling six seed, um, maybe seventh, eighth. But I think that this Raptors team is uh, is built well for the regular season. It's going to get better the whole year. I wouldn't want to play us. I'll tell you that much. Right? I yeah, I love watching teams like this where we. I just feel like we can't lose. Like if we yeah, win, totally. that's great. If we don't, team. who gives oh, a good. shit? Yeah, like, we were- you win, you win. That's great. If you lose, yeah. then I'd love to be in the lottery again, but with, like, a respectable record. I'd love to finish, weirdly, I'd love to finish seventh and have a disappointment. 
Yeah. No, I think I think that's like, and, and we know Masai will do well with it. But oh. um, yeah, okay. We get we got to wrap it up there. Uh, thank you guys. I, I want to thank everyone for listening, supporting. Thank you. And let me just jump to you guys real quick. Um, Stephen, what's up? What do you want to let people know? Uh, where can they find you? All the, all the good stuff. Uh, I don't leave my house, really. Uh, I haven't been in my office in two years. Go to uh, his house. You can come to my house. I'm still yeah. renovating. Uh, if you He's wanna... got $20,000 kicking around if you just yeah, say you have NFTs. NFTs. If you want to steal an FT. If you want to get into acting or do auditioning, it's man casting on Facebook. I have a closed group that I post a lot of auditions there, especially for non-represented actors. And that's it. And that's all. And I'm a basketball and hip hop junkie. And that's it. And that's all. Hell yeah. Thanks, dude. Thanks for having me, man. Um, Dylan, what's up? Uh, what's your most recent album? What do you want to tell people? What's going on? So all my albums are $1,000 each on Bandcamp because cheers, fucking cheers. I'm not making money off seven bucks. Fuck you. Right. But uh, you can listen to all my albums and every other Canadian comedian like comedy in Canada. And you <laughs> want to support Canadian comedians, the best way to do it, honestly, is to sign up for Sirius XM Radio and listen to Canada Laughs, Channel 167. See, I'm not exaggerating when the half, at least half of the Canadian comedy industry goes through that channel. I know that sounds weird, but sign up for Sirius XM. They always have promotions for like five months for free or something. So sign up for Sirius XM, listen to Canada Laughs. Other than that, I have a podcast called The Wrestler Review, where we do like a short biography of a specific wrestler that's way more swearing and uh, fart jokes than this was. But Pretty much the Reggie Evans thing, but then for an hour. So if you want to, the wrestler review, and you can catch all the stuff I'm doing at Dylan God on Twitter. D Y L A N G O double up that T. Sick. Um, I, had, I had nothing to promote. Hey, you know, my house. You're promoting. You, just, you, you fucking. You were like, yeah, I got 50 G's in NFTs anyway. Why did promote yeah, anything? Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. You just started fucking saying how much cheese you got. I, I need cheese. <laughs> Guys, this was a good time. Thank, Thank you both. Um, you and both. again, thanks everyone who's listening. Maddie, if you feel like we're done, we're good to go. Please just give me those delicious words. Okay. Okay. okay.